I was watching the game with uh, some neighbor friends that came over to watch the game, and he's he's a he's a Georgia Tech and an Alabama fan. And what? Hold on. What? I know. Don't <laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Hold on. Okay. I had to get up myself. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 30-13 win over Kentucky. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now... Let's join the conversation in progress. Uh, well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I, I don't know that I don't know that there are many football games that I've ever been a part of or football like seasons that I've been a part of where a 20 20 point 20 plus point victory felt like a, a loss at the end. <laughs> and it yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it felt like a loss, but like, but the Fair. emotions, the emotions were high. <laughs> emotions were yeah. high uh, on the field, in the stands. It seemed as well from watching on TV, certainly in the text thread and, and on Twitter. Um, I and I <laughs> and in the Wood household, we were debating uh, about you know Stoops calling timeout to score. Right. Do it, so I feel like we just need to start with that. Is that where we can start with that? Um, yeah, might as well. Because like, because I was just saying like, you know, there's a little low rent. <laughs> um, like, what do you what are you doing calling timeout? You know, uh, to score with what seven seconds or whatever. And you know, Kim's point was like, you know, well, like you know, you never give up. Like, you know you know, they're, they're, they're coaching college kids and it's part of it. It could be like a lesson of like never giving up. Um, and what I thought of later was the problem I take with that is he gave up, he had already given up by running an 11 minute drive down 23 points. <laughs> I mean, you get the ball back in the fourth quarter and you're down and, you know, it was 30 to seven. And they chewed up the entire rest of the game on that drive. I mean, they ended the game for us. We didn't even have to, you know, have like the the Kirby's death march or whatever, you know, twelve play drive to end the game. They did it. It was it was <laughs> it was the stoops. It was the stoops death march. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like that because at that point he had conceded. He had conceded the game by doing that. I mean, it was just weird. I mean, I. Whatever. I, I just thought, you know, whatever. Like, y- you want to play with the big boys, and then you go and do that? Like, that, uh, they just, I don't know. I, I feel like they showed they didn't belong by doing that, but whatever. I figure, I, figure, I figure that someone must have mentioned in his ear or saw on the sideline, like, he, he, like, locked eyes with a booster or something like that. Like, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he had money on the game. I don't know, dude. But <laughs> yeah, he yeah. definitely was looking to to beat the spread. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's. I mean, there's no other explanation. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. then, like, I mean, definitely, you know, uh, 
a, a weird kind of sequence there. Then they, they score. We block the extra point. We got players on the field during the run back. <laughs> Everyone's all mad. Oh my gosh. Um, so that stunk. But I, I will say like it, it, par- it paled in comparison uh, to what Tennessee's fans did. So I feel like we're okay. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it is, it is certainly um, crazy that we're here. We're sitting here. The University of Georgia is ranked number one in the country. We're 7-0. and Our defense mm-hmm. is playing lights out. And it's taken seven games for one team to score more than one offensive touchdown against us. Like, what a time to be alive right now. Yep. And it and it took uh, it took a timeout with with seven seconds left. And it took a timeout <laughs> to yeah, exactly. And I will say, like I know, like Graham had tweeted, I think that, and this is what I was thinking too. Like when Levis tried to go over the top, I mean, somebody on our team came away with the ball, um, and you know there was no review or whatever. I mean, I guess maybe they had whistled it dead or something. But mm-hmm. at any rate, uh, but but like so, aside from the kind of weird ending, I mean, yet again, like. I mean, this team is incredible. Like, I, it's it's like hard to put into words and just like thinking about it um, and, and and watching it back. Because um, yeah, so I, I miss. I was listening to the first half uh, through my phone with you know listening to Scott Howard because um, I was at Lily's soccer game, um, and then got home and was able to watch the second half on TV. So I rewatched the first half this morning. I mean, we didn't even mm-hmm. have like our A game. I feel like, and we still blew them out. Um, yeah, no, for like sure. it took it took a little while to get going um, on on offense, and and eventually it did. Um, but just you know, even with that, to see the final score, um, and it just not really be. I mean, you know, they hung around for the first half, uh, but then like once once we marched down the field and got that, you know, made it twenty one to seven on the first drive of the second half it just felt completely different from, from that point on totally changed the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would say that, you know, the win probability, um, I think the, the lowest probability to win was 92%, mm. um, which was actually, it was roughly nine, uh, 92.8, <laughs> 92.8% was the lowest win probability that we had for the entire game and that was when i think i think that had to have been i'm sorry 92.2 was when it was 14 7 okay um that was that was in the second quarter i think yeah two it was almost Mm -hmm. halftime basically but like you said once we went up once we went up 21 the win probability goes to 97 percent and basically is a hundred percent from that point forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was fun watching it. Uh, I, like you said, I think that we definitely did not bring our, our a game. There were several players that I think did bring their a game. Uh, Nicobe Dean, Jalen Carter, mm-hmm. um, our man, Jordan Davis, uh, you know, the defense on the defensive side, that's, those are guys that, uh, I, th- I felt like definitely, we're consistent. Um, the the other thing that's consistent that we've seen all year long is the inability for the officials to throw a holding penalty against the offense that we're playing. 
It's so, unbelievable. I yeah. mean, I mean, seriously, the announcers, uh, Gary Danielson. You know, I know everybody is, is a punching bag for for all of Georgia fans, but um, even Gary Danielson, there was a there was a series in the, early in the first quarter when uh, when um, uh, Jordan Davis, you know, he broke through, and there was literally a guy holding him back as yeah. he was trying to get to the quarterback, and they didn't throw a flag, and that happened all day long. It was. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to me how we don't ever get flagged. You know, there's no flags for offensive holding. And I feel like uh, Jalen Carter is a frequent recipient of said holding. Um, he, I feel like he gets held the most, and that doesn't get called. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, they call it on us. And I'm not saying that Schaefer didn't hold on with the would-be Bowers touchdown. I mean, I think. I mean, he did. But I, I saw way more egregious holds than that one. In the game, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I'm watching. It, I'm watching a. I'm watching a replay right now, and Devonte Wyatt literally. Uh, there's a. There's someone that's pulling his jersey in front of the referee, and it was on a long. It was on a long first down. It would have been a sack. Like it would have totally changed the series here. They probably yeah. don't even get. They they probably don't even get to fourteen to seven without holding that keeps the drives alive because. Uh, had they called holding, it would have been third down, or it would have been second and long, and instead of second and short. And I like our chances, and so like there are definitely scenarios that you could see where it was like, you know, maybe we didn't have our A game or whatever. But if they actually throw the flag on some of these things, like some of these drives that we've had on us, like they they just die. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. I mean, I think the defense did have its A game. I, I guess the. The, the off things were more on the offense. And then also, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to the wind, uh, the swirling winds that were blowing. But because um, Kiaris Jackson was definitely struggling to catch punts, um, that was highly unusual for him. Um, but I, I think they asked Kirby about it um, on the broadcast, and he said that it was the wind. So um, I'll take Kirby's word for that. Uh, the but that the the drive that Kentucky had to make it fourteen to seven, I mean they had to pull out like all the stops. I mean there were multiple trick plays on that drive. I mean they had what they had a hook and ladder. They had like you know they had like reverses, fake reverses, all kind of stuff. It, it took they had to go deep in the bag uh, to get that. And then yeah, not, then they basically did nothing until that the last game ending, <laughs> oddly game ending drive. Um, I, I, um, I was, I was looking at the stats, uh, just as we were getting started, it was interesting to see like, so, you know, Wandale Robinson is their big playmaker and playmaking receiver and he got 12 catches, but for only 39 yards. I mean, I think to me that right there just shows you what our defense did. I mean, they did nothing they had no like big plays, no big, no explosive plays really. You know, everything was dick and dunk, small. The defense was able to keep it in front of them pretty much. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely impressive. Um, it was interesting, you know. There, I was expecting to have some interceptions, but like, yeah, didn't see any of that. So. Yeah, I'm curious, like what with because with how they play, like where are all their turn, where have all their turnovers been coming from? Because you know they're 
where we talked about that, right? That they were like minus eight in turnover margin. Right. Um, they seem pretty fundamentally sound. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe they just usually fumble or something and they, they didn't against us. <laughs> maybe. Although then again, then again, they did fumble. Um, the one time mm-hmm. with them on the, like on that drive, right? On the touchdown drive, they had multiple times. There was one that was a fumble, but then Levis picked it back up, right? And then ran for a first down. That happened. Yep. And then yep. there was the perceived fumble, but then was changed to an incomplete pass. That happened as well. So again, it took a lot of things to go their way to be able to even score, you know, which um, we had talked about, like, would this be the best team we've played thus far? And I was saying, I'm not sure. I've seen some people saying that they were, but I don't know. I think it might actually be Auburn, to be honest. Hmm. Okay. I mean... You maybe you say Auburn because it was an away game in a hostile territory or whatever, but um, well, and the yeah. fact that Auburn beat Arkansas yesterday too, yeah. like you know, right? How many how many weeks in a row are we going to get where we have this like, is the quarterback holding onto the ball when he gets sacked or isn't he? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting, I'm getting real tired of this just just nitpicking and looking at these things like they're just these teeny tiny situations like the super duper slow-mo like man listen you got hit and the ball got out like your your arm like happened to be going forward because your body is falling forward yeah i I will (laughs) say i'm so over it i'm so over it there's it is a fumble all day long if that fumble gets called they never score they never score on us Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's a shutout. It's a shutout. Which um, I agree. I agree. I, I will say I actually like don't don't throw anything at me like through the computer, but I actually think that those were both right yesterday. <laughs> like it, after um, watching it, because like I that was when that was you know, all that happened in the first half, so I couldn't see it. So when I watched it this morning, like from what the rules official or like the rules expert, I guess guy, right. Came in and said, it did make sense. Um, but it was very different to me from the Bo Nix one, the Bo Nix one for sure. Uh, last week was a fumble. I was saying that I actually think both of those fumble calls actually were right yesterday. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I I'm mean, with you. Like it, but it is like, you did have to like super slow-mo slow it yeah. down. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't know, man. Like, dude, you got hit before your. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. So in my mind, your arm should be going forward before the contact is made. The you know where your arm is being changed directions. Right. When you get hit and your arm is changing directions, like it just so happens that both weeks in a row, the momentum of the tackle held the ball in place basically is kind of yeah. how I feel. Right. Like, right. I don't know. I get it. I get it. But like at the same time, it's like if we didn't have, if you didn't have slow-mo in, you know, in the olden days or whatever, like I feel mm-hmm. like that both weeks of the Auburn, Auburn's fumble and our fumble, like I feel like they would have been ruled. They would have just, they would have been called fumbles and everybody been like, yeah, it's a fumble. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I also think w- and without the era of instant replay, I think Stetson's would have been an incomplete pass, actually, um, Correct. to be honest, because that ball actually went forward. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, so, but 
Anyway, anyway. yeah. I guess you know, it, it, it's it's good to complain about those things when you win. It was <laughs> it was it was one of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was one of those things where it's like we had to beat Kentucky and the SEC officials. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Um, Golly, there's another hold. I was just watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonstop. Even and, and I love it when like George Foster is tweeting about it too, because uh, was he he was tweeting about that. Uh, that he's like Kentucky is holding, holding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kentucky's holding, holding. <laughs> uh, so, um, but dude, so uh, okay. I was gonna say other other th- one other thing that I like was super annoying to me, and it was probably because I had the TV outside on the deck, and it was hard enough to see as it is. But like the glare that was coming off these Kentucky helmets, like shouldn't that be like illegal if you're playing in the daytime? Like if yeah. I was on the other team, I would definitely be trying to like angle the sun into someone's eyes. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> can I, yeah. Can I tilt my head to where you get blinded? <laughs> right. No, I agree. I, I agree. I did. I did not like the helmets, and like I, I don't know. I guess that's their. I know that's one of their things. Like they do wear those somewhat regularly now, or at least with the with the. I don't know whether you call it like a mirror finish or silver, or I'm not sure exactly what it is. But, and then like the logo, like the UK decal on it was just white. Like it was weird. Like, you know, I don't know. To me, that's a Kentucky blue and there was blue accents on their uniform, but there was no blue on the helmet. I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was anyways. a little strange. Um, but yeah, for sure. And also just like with the time of day too, right? With the shadow coming yeah. across the field, you know, it was, yeah, there was definitely a lot going on there. Yeah, it was annoying. Um, can we talk about like how great and how awesome Brock Bowers is? <laughs> I mean, this is like a, a weekly a weekly tweet. I think I got in I got into a conversation this morning with uh, I think it was Brent Rollins, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Um, he was talking about uh, how good Brock Bowers had played and how he was the highest rated tight end or wide receiver. Um, of the of the weekend or something like that. I think he he rated out at like a ninety three or something. Wow! And he put his stats out there, and I agree. Like, and I basically asked him. I said, I mean, please tell me what other tight ends out there exist that are candidates for All American. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that you and I have talked extensively about. Like, Brock Bowers is one of, if not the best, because he threw out a tight end that I looked at and I was like, okay, I mean their numbers are basically the same. The only difference is the guy at coastal Carolina. Um, I think his name is likely or Isaiah likely or something like that. Mm. Um, but, uh, he's a senior and he's like in the mold of Darnell Washington. Um, you know, six, four, you know, whatever. Um, he's a big man, but, um, I mean, please tell me like, okay. So if, if that guy is the best tight end in the country, Brock Bowers is for sure the number two because his numbers are basically the same. The only difference is, is that Brock Bowers plays for the number one team in the country. Yeah. And basically, you know, he's, <laughs> we've got so many other weapons on the field. So coastal Carolina is, that's he's probably the best player on their team. Yeah. 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 And, and Brock Bowers is doing it against SEC competition. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. We got our we got our own little uh, my God, a freshman um, all American situation going on, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree. He 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 is unbelievable. Uh, you know, had had 
had two touchdown catches plus another one, you know, came off the board. Um, although I mm-hmm. guess he still ended up scoring the touchdown on that drive, right? Uh, on, on the one that got waved off. Um, yep. yep. So, but and that one, the, the, so the one that counted the the hand strength that he had to hold on to the ball because that was a good defensive play. I mean, you know, defender got his hand on the ball, was trying to knock it knock it out, and they, you know they reviewed it. Um, and the call stood. Uh, that that was you know very, uh, strong hands. And then the, his second touchdown was awesome and just a great throw by Stetson. I got to give Stetson credit. And you know the second, you know Bowers was just running down, turns around and looked, and the ball was right there for him. Uh, that was an awesome play. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it it is still just mind boggling the amount of people that were missing, yet the offense is still doing this i mean yeah i mean you know think back before like before the season started if we were you know to say you know if i told you that we're gonna have jt daniels miss multiple starts we're gonna have like you know blaylock wouldn't be back yet you know rosemary jackson would be back out again uh we already knew we didn't have pickings like all that stuff to think that one i don't think either of us would have thought we'd be undefeated and certainly we wouldn't think the offense would be performing like this. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty special. It's pretty cool. It's cool to, to, to see all these guys step up. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's insane. Like if you, hopefully, you know, we're coming up on a bye week, right? So, um, yeah. yep. Hopefully we, we can get some, hopefully <laughs> we can get some guys healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get some weapons back. I mean, you got, Mr. Washington, you know, Mr. Washington's back in uh, big, what were they? They said big O, they call him big O. Yeah. Um, so he was hurdling people out there, which I didn't know it was possible for a six foot seven, like almost 200 to 300, 300 pound man, like doing this. I didn't <laughs> think that was possible, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it is good to have him back. And it's like, you know, he is, um, what first game back, he pretty much was just a blocking tight end. Um, and now he's, you know, getting back involved with the passing game and it's making a difference. Um, you know, it's a, just a, someone else you've got to respect. And I think that opens these things back up for Brock, right. Too, because I mean, you know, he had Brock, his numbers had dipped a little bit, you know, the last couple of weeks. Um, and then just blew up this week. Uh, also like the, there were several plays where Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey were on the same side of the field and their, their routes very much like worked off of each other. Um, where like McConkey would kind of run people off, you know, to get Bowers open and vice versa. So that was really cool to see as well. I, uh, Munkin is, uh, he's hitting the groove right now. with the right, offense. right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely a, a testament to what we have at the, at, you know, what we have right now is, the perfect combination of players, talent level, coaching, and schedule. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, yeah, we're not playing. We're not playing Alabama. We're not playing A and M. It's. I was talking with, and I mentioned this to the to the boys this morning, but um, I've I've spoken with a lot of guys that that graduated after I did that have seen like the, you know it doesn't matter like every every um 
era of coaching, every era of alumni you talk to, I feel like that, you know, talk to my dad about it. Like nobody seems to be worried about this team right now. It just feels different. Everything about this year feels different. And we've talked about this, but like, this is the Kirby smart sixth year. And he had all that success early on, but this just feels different. This is a different experience. And I hope that everybody listening to this, everybody watching the, the, the games, we're, we're witnessing something very special. Yeah, we are. We are. And, and, and my advice to everyone is to enjoy it. <laughs> like, uh, it, it is, it is special. I, 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 I've got a question. Um, because this was a, we again, didn't have Kenny McIntosh in this game. Um, mm-hmm. but I, and I felt like the, the run game felt more, I don't know, it was definitely more effective. Um, and again, I'm, I'm wondering with a smaller pool of running backs to distribute the carries amongst, is that helping? Um, you know, three guys carrying the football instead of four to five. Um, cause everyone looked good yesterday yeah i mean we we rushed for 166 yards which i believe is slightly under our season average but um if we were to rush for 200 i think it was i think our season average is 200 but i may be off on that but either way it felt like we were doing pretty well uh running the ball nothing like i mean kendall milton you know he was averaging eight eight yards a carry yeah. Uh, James Cook averaged eight, eight and a half. So like those are mouthwatering numbers, but they only rushed. James Cook had 51 yards and Kendall Milton had 33 yards. So it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah. There wasn't huge numbers. I, I, although I guess the one thing we have to remember is we didn't have the, I mean, you know, we did not win the time of possession. Um, like we didn't run as many plays in this game. Um, because Kentucky decided to run the clock out, <laughs> keep <laughs> the ball, we keep away, and ran the clock out in the fourth quarter, which is still so weird to me. Um, right. And then I also just remembered what we were talking about before we hit the record button. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to that. The although I feel like we this is like the hey let's complain about the refs when we won a game. Uh, Kendall Milton's long run. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, like did he or did he not step out of bounds? Um, and I, I do never know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to go watch that again because I feel like they only showed the replay like of like the slow-mo like once. Um, and I didn't rewind or anything. So I do want to take another look at it, but that, that would have been pretty awesome. Um, cause he was gone. I mean, that's a touchdown if they don't blow it. Did. Yeah. I need to go and see, maybe there's a all 11 or like a, a different view that CBS has on this. But in my opinion, that particular one, which I felt like as soon as it happened, I think I texted you guys. I was like, Kendall Milton got robbed. He was robbed. He was gone. He was gone. He was off to the races. It was a great play call. It was a great run. I mean, heck, uh, I think he made a couple guys miss on that one. But um, I was just surprised that he was still kind of on the sideline, like inbounds. Like I thought that he was out. He was going to for sure be out. But he, I saw he kept running. Mm-hmm. But he plant he planted – and it looked like this is just me. This is my eyes. I'm, you know, I've got glasses, but like, come on. Um, I feel like that his toe was inbounds, and the quote unquote step out was the turf 
coming up and like going out out of bounds does that make sense like basically he kicked up a bunch of dirt and everybody was like oh yeah he's out he's got to be out or his divot like was so big that maybe it kind of went out but i don't i don't know um it in my mind he was in in my mind he was in i think he got robbed i was really hoping that he was gonna bust that one i was like yes do it do it (laughs) Do it. It, it. it was a great run. It, it had really good vision. He had had like a nice cutback lane uh, where he took the ball. Uh, it was pretty awesome. And I mean, he had a good game. I mean, that he had that run. And then honestly, too, we talked about it a little bit. The the Stetson Bennett was it a fumble or was it an incomplete pass? Thankfully, Kendall Milton played to the whistle and recovered that ball um, because yeah. it landed right at the feet of two Kentucky players. So they just stood there, and you know, I mean. That should have been Kentucky's ball um, if, if those guys had fallen on it. You know, they were right there. Kendall was much farther away, ran to it, dove on it. That, that was a huge play of the game. Huge play. It probably was the play of the game at that point for sure. Um, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of those, you know. You, know, you got Camarda hit a punt on a windy day that was downed inside the five-yard line. Like, yeah. that, was, that was impressive, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a good game overall. Everything everything worked out pretty positively for for us. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. I mean, it's thirty to thirty. You you had the you had the text the text the quote of the day. Uh, we, we won. We won, I can't even remember exactly what you said. It was like it's thirty to thirteen, but we're all pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> we were I was so mad. I was so mad that they scored. Like I, I will not I you know, this is uh the podcast is family friendly, so I'm not gonna use the language I used when I was texting. Uh but I wanted to I wanted to keep them out of the end zone. I did not want to let them in the end zone. And you know, they, they got in there, uh, but they had to use the time to time out to get to it. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I uh I agree. It was it was bullcrap, dude. Like game was over take the loss like you're i get it you're running your offense maybe you're sending a message to your team that the season is never over but um from the georgia perspective i hope we run i hope we run 60 points on them for that next year like yeah i hope kirby i hope kirby does the same thing that uh i hope kirby does the same thing that urban meyer did to mark rick the week after the, the year after yeah. the year after we were we were running it up on them um i hope he calls a timeout and lets everybody savor it all in before he runs another touchdown in or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and I mean, uh, as I we think, saw with vanderbilt this year kirby kirby remembers kirby doesn't forget so yeah seriously it, I, I mean, maybe Mark Stoops had had money on the game too because that touchdown ruined a lot of a lot of oh, a lot of bets there were many, many tweets, many tweets that said uh, clearly uh, Stoops had Kentucky in the points, uh, which reminds me, let's quickly revisit our predictions. We weren't too bad on the scores. Um, so we both took okay. the over. We both took the over, which was wrong. Uh, the, yeah. It actually hit, <laughs> hit the under. Um, it, was, it was a little bit into the first quarter when I was like, yep, should have took the under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then for the score predictions, you had thirty six to nine, and I had thirty seven to thirteen, and it was thirty to thirteen, so fairly close. Uh, yeah, I got I got Kentucky's number right thanks to the uh, thanks to a blocked a blocked field goal and a blocked extra point. 
which both of those, it's crazy too for both of those that they came like just from a push straight up the middle. Um, both of them, they just came through clean. It was impressive. Uh, you're talking about the, the their two touchdowns? No, the no, no, no. I'm talking about the two blocks. Like, so the block oh, field goal, yeah. the block, the block field goal. It was like Wyatt and and Jordan Davis were both there. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. We almost had a block punt early in the early in the game too. Like we yeah, were like really close to blocking a punt. I think it was their first punt, and I think yeah. it was Dan Jackson again. I, I don't know if he did the same delayed blitz kind of thing, like like he did against Arkansas, but he was yeah. right there. I know. Wasn't isn't Dan Jackson playing more now because of an injury, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's playing. I mean, he started. He played the whole game at safety because because uh, Chris Christopher Smith Chris. did not did not play in this game. Yeah. Okay. I really hope that we get him back because uh, they're on the on Kentucky's first touchdown. Kirby was going in going in on uh, Dan Jackson because uh, the the tight end that slipped out. Um, you know, he basically slipped by Dan Jackson and he was wide yeah. open. Um, Kirby yeah, I was think la- laying into him. It was like a bu- busted, that was a busted play. It was. I think he got sucked in on the, there was multiple play actions. I think they faked a run and an end around. And I, and mm-hmm. he, I think he got caught peeking into the backfield. Um, yeah. I mean, so we mentioned, right, need, needing the bye week. So would love to get Chris Smith back. Unfortunately, it sounds like we won't get, um, not sounds like we will not get Tyke Smith back. So that was unfortunate news uh, that we heard after we recorded. Um, he tore his ACL and is out for the season. So I don't know if we'll ever see Tyke um, suit up for Georgia or, or not. Um, we'll we'll see um, if he comes back um, for next year. But hopefully, you know, best wishes for him. Uh, to him, hopefully he heals up and is able to continue on his football career just fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, need, need, need Chris Smith back. Uh, need a lot of guys back. <laughs> so I, this the bye week um, will be. I don't know. It's a good time, obviously, heading into the Florida game um, or Florida. Florida, because that there are now there are currently three L's in Florida. Um, we are on Florida watch, <laughs> and and then Florida. Oh, sorry. My, I'm kind of scatterbrained. The, one other uh, defensive play I wanted to call out, something we were, I think we were texting about this this morning too, was the N'Kobe Dean oh my uh, gosh. touchdown saving play where they ran a screen pass out to the left and N'Kobe Dean like ran through three blo- three blockers and tackled the guy. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. He, he, I mean, he is having, he's playing out of his mind. He is playing out of his mind. I mean, he Isn't has he really, really taken it up a, up a notch this year. He's playing. He's playing like Roquan, but he doesn't he have is. Roquan's numbers, and he also yeah. doesn't have Roquan's attention. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he definitely has been playing crazy, crazy game. Um, oh, they just showed Kendall Milton's <laughs> run again. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Nicobe Dean is 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 the quarterback. We've talked about him. He's he's the quarterback of the offense. Uh, sorry, of the defense. Um, and you know they whatever seventeen calls we run and good or bad or whatever. He like the thing is is that he identified that play almost immediately and was yeah. there. He was in the middle of three blockers before they even realized they needed to block him. Right. Right. 
<laughs> and I saw the, there was one guy. There was one guy that was like turning around, like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Who's that guy?" <laughs> uh, yeah, man. There, uh, Quay Walker also, I think, had a he had a really good game. I, mean, I don't know. He everybody the defense did, but those guys. He was our leading tackler. Yeah, he 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 was all over the place. Um, and it's it's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool to see these guys who have been here. You know, and we're, and they're all like five star guys, right? But that, like, you think about Channing Tindall, Adam Anderson specifically, right? Like, they kind of, we saw some flashes from both of them as, as freshmen. Um, and now that they're, you know, playing so much and on the field so much, it's really cool to see, I don't know, to see, get to see those guys shine after waiting their turn. Um, it's pretty cool to see all those guys. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it, it gets back to the special thing. I, I think so much of it, like, I know it's like cliche and everything, but so much of about it is just this stuff is about leadership and team chemistry and stuff. And um, I think that's playing a big part here, right? I mean, all these guys that they've been here for a while um, and they're stepping up, they're taking advantage of their opportunity. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's nice to have depth, and it's nice to have all of the depth seemingly coming together and uh, you know producing. Yeah. Um, even the even the guys that weren't really the quote unquote star recruits or whatever that are coming up through. We, we said it in the past in the past, but you know this whole mantra of Kirby can't develop is is just effectively dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Um, I mean, how about Stetson, man? 14 of 20 for 250 yards, three touchdowns. I, I, the, kid, I, the kid threw for 70% passing. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, lit, he lit them up. The number the number two defense of the country, he just lit them up. Yeah. And we got to see him uh, I don't know, show off his legs again um, on that one uh, zone read where he kept the ball you know, and went mm-hmm. around the right edge. I mean, he does not look like the same guy as last year, and and I it was it was pretty cool too. Again, kudos to the CBS broadcast. You know, they the the opening uh, early in the game when they were talking about that talked about you know Stetson Grubb, a Georgia fan, and showing all the pictures of him as a little kid in his Georgia gear. That was cool, you know. And then and then showing some of the some of the highs, but then also some of the lows of of last season. Um, and then you know that just talking about. Kirby knew he needed to keep him ready. You might need him and we haven't needed him. And he's, I mean, he stepped up to the challenge. Uh, it's really cool, man. It, it, it really is cool. And uh, again, I will not stand for any Stetson slander <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yes. The mailman has arrived and delivered. Uh, and, um. and the guy is running down the field, shooting guns with his hands after the last <laughs> touchdown pass. And I I love the fact that like the, the the podcast account Twitter account started getting tagged with requests to turn that into a gift. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so and we obliged. We obliged. We we're able to oblige. Uh, Absolutely. Which um, I'm I'm scrolling through my phone to figure out to try, I'm trying to remember who tagged us who who requested who were the who requested the gift. It was uh, Jay Rake. And Steeler fan seven oh six. That's who it was. Ethan. Ethan David. So they they requested the, the gift and and we, and we made it. So thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, what else? What else can we say? What else can we say? I wish that one of us was at the game, but uh, based on the pictures, the the, the experience yeah. was beautiful. I mean, I know that you're up in Charlotte, but the weather here in Atlanta was, you know, was fantastic. I can only assume that it was a little bit warmer. I think maybe, but um, the weather was fantastic. It looked like up in up in Athens as well, but. Um, started out the, the morning was kind of dreary and it was raining a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. but man, it, it turned into an absolutely gorgeous day. Yeah. I, I, I am curious on like the sound level, like, I, 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 um, like how loud it was. I, I want to hear like a yeah, Arkansas game to, K- to Kentucky game, uh, you know, loudness comparison. I, I, I'm not sure that I've, I've, I've heard that definitively. We'll have to ask some folks that were there. Um, I lost my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, and apparently they di- apparently the wave happened during the game again. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't have it. I don't have much else to say about it. I mean, we just we took care of business, and we did we did what Georgia does to everyone uh, so far this year. So it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, there's definitely some opportunities for us to get better and get healthier. Um, you know, if I if I'm an opposing uh, def- offensive coordinator, I'm probably identifying that uh, you know that goal line. If we're if we're sitting on the goal line again, I would I would look for an offensive coordinator to sneak the tight end out wide like they did against us to get their first score, and then the um, the screen pass that had had Nicobe Dean been blocked. You know, we talked about what a great play it was. Had Nicobe Dean gotten any kind of like delay <laughs> at all. I mean, he's probably walks into the end zone. So there's definitely some opportunities for us to get better even still. So um, I'm hoping that I'm sure that Kirby is going to be pointing to things like that as, uh, you know, identifiers of situations that we've got to shore up against teams like Alabama and, you know, even Florida, you know, they're, they're good for, you know, a couple of, (laughs) I think they're going to be good for a little bit, but uh, not much if, if I'm being honest. So. Yeah, looking yeah. forward. Looking forward to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party and um, what they've got in store for us. Yeah, I I do like it. I I, I guess the last thing I'll say on the Kentucky game is I actually it, it, at the end of the day I think the way the game ended is ended up being kind of a good thing for us for the for the coaches for the players um, because like they were pissed they were mad that, that we gave up that last touchdown. Um, and you know, again, to, to win by that much <laughs> and, and, and still be upset, I think shows the kind of the edge that they have. Um, and so I think that's, a, <laughs> that'll, you know, like that'll, motiv- that will continue to motivate them. I'll say the same thing about the fans too, because I was watching the game, uh, at that point I was watching the game with, uh, some neighbor friends that came over to watch the game and he's, he's a, he's a Georgia tech and an Alabama fan. And what? Hold on. What? I know. Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. Sorry, hold on. Okay. I had to get up myself. Okay, continue. <laughs> so so even he was saying, he was like, dude, why are you so upset? Y'all are up by like three touchdowns. I was like, because I don't want them to score. I want to grind them <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> I can't imagine what that what that same sentiment must feel if you're an actual player playing oh gosh, the downs. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Yeah, I can I can totally sympathize, but that's the kind of mentality that you've come to expect now. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yep. it's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's 
that's about it. Um, and then just, uh, I guess I kind of macro on the season. I mean, we're in the, we are in, we're, we're in the driver's seat. I mean, period. We're in the driver's seat and, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, if we win against Florida, we clinch the East, right? Uh, well, I don't think so. Not technically. No, technically no, because we could lose like, and there's not, there's too many games left. Uh, because with Kentucky only having one one loss, one loss. But we'll because, have the head to. But we would have the head to head. How many? Yeah, games we left? would have to. Well, we would. So okay, mathematically no. But um, okay, if we were to, if we like, we would have to beat Florida and then lose two conference games, right? So like mathematically, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be clinched yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. So basically, we would have to, we would have to lose to Missouri and Tennessee. Right and and or Florida, right? Yeah. So we we could clinch. We could clinch the East. The earliest we could clinch the East um, would be November sixth, unless Kentucky also. If Kentucky loses, loses the day we, we got, you know, you know, they've then. got Mississippi. They've got Mississippi State coming up. Um, looks like they got a bye weekend too. They do. Um, yeah. So you got Mississippi State uh, for Kentucky. Then they play Tennessee. And so I guess technically Vanderbilt. So- so I guess mathematically it is possible to clinch the East on October 30th if we beat Florida and Kentucky loses to Mississippi State. I, I think that mm. would have to happen. I think that's right. Right. Okay. Just beat everybody. Just beat everybody. <laughs> I like it. That's the way you got to think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Mean, seriously. You, I mean, seriously, where, where do you see? Who, who left in the country can beat Georgia? Uh, well, did the AP poll come out yet? Because here's another, another, uh, another funny thing. Um, as we're, we're sitting here, you know, October 17th, uh, I think we're going to have what Georgia number one and Cincinnati number two, just like we all thought. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Who who, Who knew that the Peach Bowl would be a preview of the 2021 season? Pretty crazy. And, and, I mean, and and look who's number three, Oklahoma. Look who's number four, Alabama. I believe that we have some history with all of those teams. Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, are we on a collision course for a, uh, a Peach Bowl rematch with Cincinnati? It'd be pretty crazy. Uh, if things pan out, which it appears that they will, um. You like their chances at number two, and should we run the table, we'll obviously stay number one. So yeah. it's possible we could see them again for the national championship. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Crazy which, times. Which, which would be hilarious. And by the way, uh, also detrimental to my neighborly, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> neighborly situations because I've That's got right. a Cincinnati neighbor who was pretty, he was, he was pretty excited about it last year. So we'll see. Right, right. Um, I know last year we took a bye week on Georgia's bye week and didn't do an episode, um, but I think we'll do a. I think we'll do actually do a bye week episode. Right? You cool to do a bye week episode? Yeah, man. What are we gonna do though? We got to figure that out. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. At a minimum, we'll do. We'll we'll uh, 
we'll reach out to the people for questions. Uh, we can do kind of like an off week mailbag kind of deal. Maybe we do that and then we'll see, maybe we work something else in as well, but for I think sure minimum, we can do that. Cool. Cool. Uh, oh, and reminder about uh, store.mygodapodcast.com. We've got the hats back. Um, I actually, this morning, was uh, putting hats in boxes to ship out. So the first batch is going out uh, on Monday. So uh, a couple of folks will be getting, getting their hats this week. And uh, if you want one, you can now purchase them. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, you got anything else? <sighs> what else could I have, Jim? This is just a fun season, isn't it? And you know, I think that they talked about they talked about this. I guess that there was some some meeting that happened on campus about how poor our our home schedule was this year. That we mm. didn't have any rivals at home. That there was like no games or whatever. And here we are, and <laughs> week it, seven. I, we've got two college game day games coming to I town. Know. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? Like seriously, again, I, I kind of want to listen back to our season preview because it was like the home schedule is terrible, like. Yo, no good games. And then, yeah, back-to-back, back-to-back home games with College Game Day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, uh, what a, I mean, what, what, a fun, what a fun season it's turned out to be, which, you know, it, obviously it, it, we've, it, got, we've got the momentum. It is fun. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I am really in, enjoying this ride because I, I know a lot of people were like, you know, just the, the, talked about how fun 2017 was right with uh with the kind of unexpectedness of it and that like you know it could never be that fun again but i don't know man this is this is fun because there and and it's a lot of it i think has to do with the emerging storylines um and like the new faces new faces and then old faces playing better right i mean you know i don't know to me Mm -hmm. like stetson mcconkey and uh and bowers is awesome and then and also like to see guys like like zamir white you know, I mean, getting like really shining after the two ACL tears. So many good stories. Agreed. Agreed. How have we gone this far? And we haven't mentioned the connection of Bennett McConkey, attorneys at law. We had a Bennett McConkey. <laughs> yeah. Bennett, Bennett McConkey. Yeah. As they are, they are the law firm. They are the law firm. Uh, <laughs> So any what else? Anything else? Well, I, I hate to say I told you so, Jim, but the hot take, the hot take preseason was my prediction that Coach Orgeron was going to be fired before the end of the season. I think I had targeted November for that to to happen, but here we are, Sunday, October what October seventeenth. Yep. Coach O is effectively fired as head coach of the. Uh, the LSU Tigers, which uh, weird, weirdly they're letting him stay on, which I find very, very strange. Um, but you know, whatever the guy's going to make his entire buyout, seventeen million dollars they're going to pay him to basically be the next Gene Chizik to win a national championship and will, within a couple of years get fired um, after several seasons of ineptitude. Um, but yeah, this is my victory lap, Jim. I'm taking my lap for, it, for my, my hot take prediction coming true. It it, it is a victory lap worthy, and I got to give you even I take it back further. I mean, you predicted that 
again, I mean, we've talked about this before, but you predicted that in episode one of my got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did I really? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't have like the timetable, like, like or the preseason this year, you, you said it was going to happen this year. Uh, but yeah, in, okay. the, in our, in our season preview, uh, episode one last year, you said, uh, that you, well, you, you said that, uh, that coach O was going to be the next Gene Chizik. That, that was what you said. So going way, <laughs> throwing it way back, uh, it has now come to fruition. <laughs> Even better. I feel like, I feel like that was, that was playing with house money because I felt like I felt very confident based on everything that had transpired with Ole Miss and mm-hmm. USC and, I just, yeah, every, everything everything that happens, I just don't think that he's he's just not a head coach. It would not shock me to see him on the coaching staff at the University of Alabama here um, mm-hmm. yeah. soon. Um, yep. And and even conversely, like I would not be upset if he was a coach, a defensive coach at the University of Georgia. So, uh, guy is a good defensive mind. He's a great recruiter too. Um, yeah, yeah. He's just not. He's just not head coach material, and I hope that he maybe can come to terms with that and just be like a Brett Venables and just you know career coordinator kind of thing, and just do what you do and make a bunch of money doing it and be awesome at it, and instead of being like a you know half in half out head coach. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I. I um. Uh. We'll, we'll see what happens with with Mus with Muschamp here. Um, wouldn't mind uh, Coach O taking being be an, being another analyst. <laughs> can, can we can we get can we put glasses on it? Do we have the do we have the soundboard? Can we put glasses on if uh, Coach Coach Dan Lanning has uh, any connections to Louisiana? Mm, mm, I don't know. I know I don't have a soundboard. <laughs> I tell you it what, not set up. I tell you what, though, they were talking about it. Um, I can't remember where it was that I was listening to it, but they were talking about um, you know head coaching candidates to to listen for. Oh, it was Jay Boy. I was listening to Jay Boy's uh, response on on coaches to be looking out for, and he listed off a couple, and I was like, eh, I don't know that those are going to be the. I think he mentioned uh, Mel Tucker. Um, I think he mentioned uh, who else did he mention? Man, um, I think Mel. T- he think Mel Tucker going to leave again. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of job. Uh, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. I I don't know. I would I would think that um, if if I were if I were a athletic director, mm-hmm. I would be seriously looking at what Cincinnati's got going on right now. Like mm, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Everything sure. that that guy has built with such limited resources. He's a, he's gonna get a shot soon. At maybe maybe it'll be like a mid tier, like a you know, like he'll come in and like do the, pull like a James Franklin and come down to Vanderbilt or something like that, um, and mm-hmm. come down and, and make some noise and then take a bigger job later. Um, just because you know the conference that he's coming from or whatever. I don't are they in a conference? The American Conference or something like that. They're right. in a conference, yeah. Okay, well you know basically someone will give him a shot on a lower level. Um, I don't know that he would necessarily be a good candidate to take the LSU job to jump <laughs> way into the deep end down into the bio, if you will. Um, but yeah, I think they're uh, in the. Isn't it called the American? That's what they're in, right? That's what I yeah, said. They're in the, Amer- the American. Yeah, the American. Yeah. Okay. 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 
It's not the power. Uh, it's not a power five. It's not a power five conference. Correct. For sure. Correct. They're a group of five. Uh, I did. I got glasses of Lanning. Lanning's from Missouri, actually. So mm. that's where he's from. Let's hope Missouri doesn't fire their coach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, that's my victory lap, Jim. That's my victory okay. lap. Okay. Okay. Much, much, much deserved. Much deserved. Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So we'll 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 be back this week with uh, or again later this week um, for a, for an off season episode or uh, for an off week episode. And uh, but until then, go dogs. Go dogs.